Welcome back to Magna Vita. I'm Alex Olson. Every Tuesday, we share the best practices and principles from the week's top podcasts. Every Friday, we share a bonus episode to help us build a great life. In last week's Failure Friday, we talked about how Sylvester Stallone went from homeless to inspiring countless people because of his drive and determination. Every other week, we'll be reviewing a book we just read. This week will be our eighth book review. But first, I really want to apologize for the sound quality on last on the previous episode. I was on a business trip and I forgot to take the mic with me. It's a super cheap one from Amazon and I never really thought that it did much. Um, but unfortunately, it did. And so sorry about that. Hopefully, you're able to still listen and still get something out of it. But let's get into the great book review. The book for this week is Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones by James Clear. Before we get started, I just want to say how impressed I am with the book and with James. He has a great newsletter that I recommend. And this book was really powerful and really helpful for myself. Um, So I definitely recommend that everyone reads it for themselves. There's no way to do it justice on a quick podcast. I've highlighted this book more than any other book I can remember, at least recently. And so to get through it and to talk about it, I just want to read some of the really powerful quotes. So again, hopefully that'll help, but I don't think it's enough. I think if we want to change our habits, it's really helpful to see the process that he describes. So hopefully this will help as we go through it together. So starting out, he defined what an atomic habit is. He said it refers to a tiny change, a marginal gain, a 1% improvement. He said little habits that are a part of a larger system, They are both small and mighty. This is the meaning of the phrase atomic habits, a regular practice or routine that is not only small and easy to do, but also the source of incredible power. James said, changes that seem small and unimportant at first will compound into remarkable results if you're willing to stick with them for years. The quality of our lives often depends on the quality of our habits. And he said the final part for the intro, he said, This book is about the fundamentals of human behavior, the lasting principles you can rely on year after year, the ideas you can build a business around, build a family around, build a life around. The first chapter of the book that I really liked talked about the importance of starting small. James said, we underestimate the value of making small improvements on a daily basis. Too often we convince ourselves that massive success requires massive action. But success is the product of daily habits, not once in a lifetime transformations. You should be far more concerned with your current trajectory than with your current results. Because your outcomes are a lagging measure of your habits, you get what you repeat. All big things come from small beginnings. 
The seed of every habit is a single tiny decision. And finally, he said, but small changes often appear to make no difference until you cross a critical threshold. You need to be patient. The next chapter from the book was really interesting and a different way of looking at goals versus systems. So James is drawing this important distinction and at first, to be honest, I was pretty skeptical because I love goals. I think they're so powerful to help us dream big and to push ourselves to reach our full potential. And James acknowledges that. He says, goals are good for setting a direction, but systems are best for making progress. He continues and says, goals are about the results. Systems are about the processes that lead to those results. And to back this up, he shares four powerful problems with goals. First, he says winners and losers have the same goals. Second, achieving a goal is only a, mo a momentary change. Third, goals restrict your happiness because we put off our happiness until the next milestone. And the fourth and final problem with goals that he talks about is that goals are at odds with long-term progress. He says, what is left to push you forward after you achieve it? And he continues and he says, the purpose of setting goals is to win the game. The purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game. Ultimately, it is your commitment to the process that will determine your progress. And finally, James says, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. The third chapter and the final foundational part of the book is when James talks about the importance of building identity-based habits. James says, start by focusing on who we wish to become. The ultimate form of intrinsic motivation is when a habit becomes part of your identity. He says you might start a habit because of motivation, but the only reason you'll stick with one is that it becomes part of your identity. And he talked, I thought this was powerful. He says, when you have repeated a story to yourself for years, it is easy to slide into these mental grooves and accept them as a fact. You begin to resist certain actions because that's not who I am. And to help with this, he gives two simple steps to change our identity. First, decide the type of person you want to be. And second, prove it to yourself with small wins. James says, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. The most practical way to change who you are is to change what you do. When the votes mount up and the evidence begins to change, the story you tell yourself begins to change as well. New identities need new evidence. Your habits matter because they help you become the type of person you wish to be. They are how you develop your beliefs about yourself. You become your habits.
The final part of the book, or the rest of it that we'll talk about, is when James discusses how we can build good habits and break bad habits. So to start, he talks about the four parts of a habit. He says there is a cue, a craving, a response, and a reward. And related to this are the four laws of behavior change. So we'll step through these one by one. Um, Just for summary, they are to make a habit obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. So starting with making a habit obvious, and what I really like about these four laws, just quickly, is that if you inverse them, then that is how you can break a bad habit. So the first one, the first law of behavior change is to make it obvious. James says the two most common cues are time and location. Many people think they lack motivation when what they really lack is clarity. So to overcome this, James says we, will, we, we need to make a commitment and write down this formula. And he says, I will do blank behavior at blank time in blank location. Sorry, that might have been hard to understand, but it's really important to be very specific. So for example, James says, I will exercise for 30 minutes at 5 p.m. in my local gym. And related to this is the principle that he calls habit stacking. So that's the idea that we already have so many habits in our life that aren't hard to do. And so we can stack something on top of it, which is something we need to do or something that will help us to become better. And so the example is after blank current habit, I will blank, I will do blank new habit. So for example, James says, after I take off my work shoes, I will immediately change into my workout clothes. And he says, the more specific and immediately actionable, the better, to make these important habits more obvious. And this gets into something I really loved, which is when he talked about the importance of our environment. James said, Actions we take each day are shaped not by purposeful drive and choice, but by the most obvious action. A small change in what you see can lead to a big shift in what you do. Redesign your environment and make the cues for your preferred habits more obvious. And then he got into a really helpful section about environment design. James says, You can alter the spaces where you live and work to increase your exposure to positive cues and reduce your exposure to negative ones. Environment design allows you to take back control and become the architect of your life. Be the designer of your world and not merely the consumer of it. And finally, about making it obvious, James says, Disciplined people are better at structuring their lives in a way that does not require heroic willpower and self-control. Perseverance, grit, and willpower are essential to success, but the way to improve these qualities is not by wishing you were a more disciplined person, but by creating a more disciplined environment. 
And so the inverse, just quickly of making it obvious, to break a bad habit, we should make it invisible. James says simply resisting temptation is an ineffective strategy. Self-control is a short-term strategy, not a long-term one. This is the secret to self-control. Make the cues of your good habits obvious and the cues of your bad habits invisible. The second law to behavior change from James Clear is to make it attractive. And to break a bad habit, it is to make it unattractive. James says we need to make our habits attractive because it is the expectation of a rewarding experience that motivates us to act in the first place. So to make them attractive, he suggests three tactics or strategies. First is temptation bundling, where we link an action we want to do with an action we need to do. Second is to surround ourselves with good people. James says one of the most effective things you can do to build better habits is to join a culture where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. Surround yourself with people who have the habits you want to have yourself. You'll rise together. And finally, I really like this one. He said we should try to enjoy hard habits. He said we can do this by reframing them and changing how we talk about them. So he said we don't have to do something. Instead, we get to do something. So that might sound like a small tweak, but I really liked how he said both versions of reality are true. You have to do those things and you also get to do them. He said we can find evidence for whatever mindset we choose. Reframe your habits to their benefits rather than their drawbacks. The third law of behavior change is to make it easy or to make it difficult if we want to break a bad habit. James says if you want to master a habit, the key is to start with repetition, not perfection. You just need to practice it. Just get your reps in. And he brought up a really good point. He said people always ask him, how long does it take to build a habit? So you might have heard 60 or you might have heard 21 days or 66 days. But James, and I think this is really smart, James says habits form based on frequency, not time. What people should be asking is how many repetitions are required to make a habit automatic? The most effective way to make practice happen is to make it easy. So this is how we can get those repetitions that we need. He said, redesign your life so the actions that matter most are also the actions that are easiest to do. And he suggests the two minute rule to help with this. He says, when you start a new habit, it should take less than two minutes to do. The point is to master the habit of showing up. A habit must be established before it can be improved. And so the inverse of this, to break a bad habit, is to make it difficult. James says, make your habits more difficult by creating what psychologists call a commitment device, a choice you make in the present that controls your actions in the future.
So my wife, Sarah, is a great example of this. Several months ago, she committed to running a marathon. And because she was feeling motivated and excited, she committed to that. And ever since then, it's been, it hasn't been easier, but she's been able to make those hard choices because of that decision. She's been able to do a lot of running, a lot of practice, and she's also been able to eat better because she made that conscious decision when she felt really good. So I think that's a great way that we can help ourselves to develop habits. James says, the best way to break a bad habit is to make it impractical to do. Increase the friction until you don't even have the option to act. Motivation, and this will give us the motivation to work on what really matters. The fourth and final law of behavior change and building habits is to make it satisfying. James says, pleasure teaches your brain that a behavior is worth remembering and repeating. We need immediate reinforcement, which gets us to what he says is the cardinal rule of behavior change. And he says that is what is immediately rewarded is repeated. What is immediately punished is avoided. James says the consequences of bad habits are delayed while the rewards are immediate. The costs of your good habits are in the present. The costs of your bad habits are in the future. And so this gets us to a really powerful point about the importance of delayed gratification. James says, if you're willing to wait for the rewards, you'll face less competition and often a bigger payoff. The last mile is always the least crowded. Success in nearly every field requires you to ignore an immediate reward in favor of a delayed reward. And he continues and says the vital thing in getting a habit to stick is to feel successful, even if it's in a small way. And this is especially important at the end of an experience because that's what we remember. And so to make a habit satisfying, James talks about how we should track it. He says, making progress is satisfying and visual measures provide clear evidence. And he says one way to track them is to get a calendar and put an X every day you do the habit. He says the goal is simply to never break the chain. And I liked he brought up a good point that we shouldn't try to track too much. He said it is better to consistently track one habit than to sporadically track 10. And he said when we do break the chain, because none of us are perfect, we need to remind ourselves of a simple rule, which is to never miss twice. Because lost days hurt you more than successful days help you. And so the inverse of this law is to make a bad habit immediately unsatisfying. To do this, James says your best option is to make make it painful in the moment. And we can do this with a specific habit contract, which which we can agree to with another person that will say what the cost is of doing a bad habit. And this gets into the final point which was about 
having an accountability partner to help you stay on track. And I actually think James could have talked about two parts more in his book. The first one is this about an accountability partner. And I think it's so crucial because I've seen in my own life how I always wanted to read more, but I just couldn't make it happen until this podcast became a way to be externally accountable to lots of other people. And so now it's not as hard to read and I'm able to do it consistently. And I'm able to do this at 1.30 on a Friday morning, or sorry, I guess it's actually Saturday now, but I'm able to do it because of that external accountability. So I just can't highlight that enough. If we can find ways to be accountable to people that matter in our life, I think it helps us to be consistent and to be productive. The last thing I think James could have talked about a little bit more, he talked about it at the very end in the appendix, is about the importance of having a strong why or a strong purpose. Because one of my favorite quotes is from, I think it's Friedrich Nietzsche, and he said, a man who knows why he is doing something can overcome any how. So sorry, that's just a paraphrase and so I probably butchered it like I did his name but again I just think it's so powerful that when we know why we're doing something we can overcome any how and I think that's a big part of habits that it, and I think about it applies with this podcast as well we've decided we want to try to help lift others and because of that purpose it's made it easier to sacrifice and to do this every week In closing, we just want to share one final quote from the book. But first, we really want to thank you for listening to this. We know this is probably our longest episode, and hopefully we won't do too many more this long. But there's so much good in this book, and habits are so foundational to our life that if we can get those small daily things right, if we can build our environment to set ourselves up for success, our lives can be so much better and we can reach our full potential to most importantly help lift those around us. So in closing, I really liked this quote from James. He said, the secret to getting results that last is to never stop making improvements. It's remarkable what you can build if you just don't stop. Small habits don't add up, they compound. That's the power of atomic habits. Tiny changes, remarkable results. So we really hope this helps you to build a great life this week. And we hope that you have a great weekend. Thanks so much for being here. We'll see you on Tuesday.